Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Compassion and Courage, Conversations in Healthcare. I'm your host, Marcus Engel, and with me, as frequently happens, is the hotness. Good afternoon. Or time, or morning, or evening, whatever time you're it's listening. It's always weird to say, because you don't know when the listener is. But Truth. for us right now, it's afternoon. Truth. So uh, this is the podcast where we teach compassionate communication, provide perspective, and inspire resilience. And so one of the things I want to share with you today is a way that I frequently tease my wife. Oh, dear. Am yes, I going to be embarrassed? Probably. Uh, but y'all can get your minds out of the <laughs> okay. gutter because I don't mean tease in that way. So this is one of the ways that... I didn't even think about that. Of course okay. you didn't, you innocent, gullible, <laughs> naive child, you. All right. So. Sweet. So, uh, so one of the ways that I, I enjoy teasing my <laughs> wife is by reminding her that when she was in school, when she was in school, she was, uh, it was in the choir and they had a choir concert at the opening of Big Thunder Mountain at Disney World. That is true. And my wife is a minor celebrity. In this realm of getting to sing for the opening of a roller coaster at Disney World, <laughs> that, I think I think that's more than minor. I think that's a pretty big deal. That's straight up celeb. Celeb. Right. So the reason that I make fun of her is about this is because that year was also the first year I ever went to Disney World. It's actually the only time I've ever uh, been to Disney World. I think I know where this is going. And so, so I, I often remind her that oh my gosh, I play this up that it was so spiritual that we were at Disney, the largest amusement park in the country in the same year and that's as close as we ever got until I was in my 30s and and I was met. singing as a celebrity and you were there yes as a visitor <laughs> so one of the things that you and I love to do sometimes is just to try to think of the things that uh that maybe I saw on that one vacation to Florida that I took when I was what eight or nine years old <laughs> and how and I was like three. Okay, we'll go with that. Uh, and I was, I remember on that trip, we also went to a place that's no longer in existence. It's called Cypress Gardens. And it was kind of like a southern plantation slash kind of dinky version of an amusement park, etc. I remember that. Cypress Gardens, yeah. What is it now? Some other amusement park? I know, but they had the girls who would ski and stand and make a pyramid while they ski. That's exactly what that? I was going to refer to. And oh, being a... Western. Yeah, you stole my thunder there, uh, but it's okay. So I remember being a kid watching these water skiers. Now, I did not grow up water skiing. Like, I didn't grow up doing a lot of sports because I'm not really good at sports. I was an adequate football player, but I was never, like, truly athletic in any other real way. And so water skiing has always been one of those things that I'm like, I have no idea how you do that. And I know that, like, Joe Average guy goes out and does it on the weekend, so it can't be that difficult. But my one and only experience with water skiing was not a positive one. And I guess I should, I should preface this by saying I wasn't even water skiing. It was on a kneeboard. It wasn't even as hard as water skiing, and yet it was still a difficult time. Now, you know that when I was a little kid, I, we took a family vacation to 
Minnesota every year. Fishing trips with my grandparents, that kind of stuff. I love that so much that your family had this routine and this, you know, I'm looking for the word legacy, where you went every year and did the same thing with your family. That's one of my favorite family things. Vacation, family vacation, right. With my grandparents, fishing. Some of my best memories as a, as a kid. I love that. Except for the fact that whenever I tried water skiing, it was on one of these lakes in Minnesota that also had lots of seaweed and lily pads and vegetation. So here I am, a 14, maybe 13-year-old kid, and I'm out there trying to be pulled behind a boat on a kneeboard. I'm not real good at kneeling. I don't know if you've ever noticed that about me. I'm not real good at kneeling. Um, I have noticed that, actually. So in both the physical way, because my knees are old, and then also because, I don't know, I'm not very much of a supplicant. Because you're bossy. Because I'm a bossy. Um, so, So... I'm trying to kneeboard, I'm trying to wakeboard or, you know, generic water ski, whatever this is called. And of course, I fall off, right? I fall off the wakeboard. I can only stay on for like maybe a couple of seconds, can only stay up and I fall off. Now, typically a smart person, when they fall off of their wakeboard or if they lose a water ski or something like that, a smart person would do what? let go of the rope, right? Let go of the pull rope. But I didn't do this because it was my first time and because I'm not the brightest bulb in the shed. (laughs) So here I am holding on to this rope while the while the boat is still dragging me through the seaweed, through the lily pads, gross, wet, slimy (laughs) vegetation all over. And, 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 and it just keeps slapping me in the face. These lily pads are hitting me in the face until I realized I can let go. <laughs> I can let go. <laughs> My hands actually work. I could stop <laughs> by just letting go of the rope. And I actually had, it was long enough that I actually had this conscious thought go through my head, let go of the rope before it could actually click in. Well, I did let go of the rope. But I was stuck in a big, like, mess of lily pads, and I had to swim out. It was gross and nasty. And, um, and, and I, I often think back on that so much in life, right? Not to draw mm. too, too easy of a metaphor here, but mm. there are so many yeah. times when I have noticed myself holding on to something that does nothing but harm me. And if I were to just let go, it would no longer harm me, right? And we're talking about things like anger, resentment, jealousy, uh, shame, guilt, all these kinds of things, these big emotions that sometimes rule our lives. I don't want to like quote more Disney, but the simple fact that Let It Go was such a big song when Frozen came out a few years back. What a great motto for life. We've got to let things go. Just let it go. Doesn't mean it's easy. Doesn't mean it's the simplest thing. 
doesn't mean that there's not going to be growing pains out of it, but we've got to let some of these things go or they keep harming us. They keep harming us, right? Oh, I'm even thinking too, sometimes there's situations that if we just let go and decide, you know, hey, I, I really don't need to um, stay involved in that. I don't need to invest more of my time, more of my emotional energy, mm -hmm. more of my physical injury in this thing that I am so caught up and resentful about. Uh, it's it's no it's no secret to anybody that um, that I can I can be driven by kind of intensity, and I think that's what's the reason that I'm alive. But it doesn't it necessarily make me easy to live with often, and I hear that echoing in my head frequently just let go just let go of whatever this thing is that you are so clutched onto that's doing nothing except hurting me let it go just let it go oh i just i i love that i'm i i keep thinking look around are you in a patch of lily pads no, yeah. are you in a patch of gross you know moldy gross grossness and then see are you there because you, you didn't wouldn't let, let go, go. Of something <laughs> and and i know sometimes we're in situations we have no control over and they're hard and we have to deal with them but so many times i find myself i look around and go this is a really tough situation, and you know why I'm here? I got myself here. I kept dealing with something. I really was really none of my business. That whole not my monkey, not my circus thing. Mm -hmm. I I didn't let go of something that really I could have let go of. I didn't have to keep on investing and getting myself in this. And then we want to make it all, you know, oh, I am being challenged or stretched or grown the truth is I just didn't let go and now I'm in this mess and I really just need to let go and move on with life it, it, like I said easier said than done right we both have I mean all of us have have stuff that we are dealing with um I I I know that even just on the on the global level that there is so much trauma that has been inflicted by this pandemic on the global level that is still eating at people's guts. It is, it is, they're still angry. They're wrapped up. They are lonely. They're feeling isolated. And we're seeing this in our stats across America. I, I, I wonder if we could get individuals to let go of some of their maybe number one, identity, and maybe number two, their pain. If we can let go of some of our identity and some of our pain, I, I think we're going to find ourselves leading a life that is much more based here in the present moment. But when we keep ruminating, as psychologists like to tell us, when we keep ruminating on the past, we are not letting go. We're continuing to let ourselves be drugged through the muck, through the moss. I don't know. Do you really have moss on lily pads? We're going to go moss, with that. Um, but you might have frogs. You and definitely stuff. have but, frogs. And you know, the truth is, 
many times we're going to need a therapist. We're going to need a help, friend. Uh, to help us discern between what are things where we need to learn to stand up and say, hey, I'm in this, I need help with this. And sometimes just, hey, that's over and done with, I need to let go of that. And learning to differentiate between the two and let go of the things that, man, you can let go of that. You can move forward. So we're not doctors and we're not telling you what's what. We are saying find someone who's appropriately equipped to help you learn what's the difference. Because your life can be so changed when you learn, man, there's so much of what I'm carrying around that I can let go of. And there is freedom when I don't have to carry some of this stuff that has weighted me down 5, 10, 15. I'm going to tell some of us 25, 30, 40 years and I've carried it and I don't even have to. I'm tired. Put that down. Put mm -hmm. it down. Put it down. All right, if something in there resonated with you, please write uh, in the comments what are you carrying and what you'd like to put down. Maybe share a little bit about something that you'd like to let go of. And thank you for joining us for this episode of Compassion and Courage. Remember that you do have some power. You do have some power, and if nothing else, you have the power to let go of things that are keeping you down. So thank you all so much for joining us on the CNC podcast. This again is the podcast where we teach compassionate communication, provide perspective and inspire resilience. Thank you to everyone who continues to interact with social media by subscribing and hitting that thumbs up button, et cetera, et cetera. We appreciate you all. We love you all. And we'll see you next time on the next episode of the CNC podcast. We will. And I'm awfully glad you let go of that rope. Okay. <laughs> so that you're here. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody.